The following is a paid program and is meant for educational information only and is the sole opinion of today's sponsors. A full inspection of your situation is suggested before taking any action. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. And every week, whether they're busy or not, we drag in experts in their field and we ask them to, you know, come on in and share some share some intelligent uh, information on the radio. Your questions should be directed to this number, 919-860-9783. In studio, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing today? Things busy? Uh, very. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, even this time of year. I mean, this is an interesting area that we live in here. It, normally, we got ups and downs, right? right. And this it, this area has just been consistently climbing for the last few <laughs> yeah, years. I get smiles like, around the table here. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. complaints. <laughs> but we still have to be here on Saturday to do uh, the you show. Do. That's you right. I do. I'm sorry. And, and I have to tell you that the one thing that we found isn't that people are saying, yeah, you know, we're we're so – we're just, it's down and we can't, you know, afford to, you know, whatever, advertise on the radio or whatever. No, no, no. The other thing is happening. Yeah. Where people are attempting to drop off the show or attempting not to be here <laughs> because, you know, I can't give up a Saturday. Yeah, I know. Or we got so much business, I'm not sure I want to tell my telephone number on the radio. <laughs> right. So, uh, luckily for us, Brian's not quite there. Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good, Good to be here. All right. And also Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Before we turned on the microphones, we mentioned the fact that uh, there is, you know, it's it's getting cold in the mornings. And Brian, or, you know, in overnights, is this season, that, like, outside of the summertime, is this a good time to get some exterior painting done? And like Brock was saying, Dave, um, this area in general has kind of gotten a little warmer, as you can see, since the 80s. Um, mm. It's kind of warmed up slightly, I guess, since okay. we were kids. Um, I guess since I was a kid and, mm. and many of us back in the day, was it seemed like it snowed a lot more um, in the Piedmont and the central North Carolina area. And I think we've kind of moved to a maybe, a, I don't know, if it's subtropical or but the okay. climate's kind of warmed up slightly. And it seems that uh, we do do painting outside throughout the winter. Um, it just has to be above 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, pretty well, I much. don't want to be out anyway at 38 <laughs> right. degrees. But are you also talking about like painting during the day when it's in the 50s and then overnight? Right. Does that matter? It does. It does. You just don't want it to kind of go under freezing or even possibly get under the 38-degree mark for more than an hour. Um, I think that's kind of the window we like to look at. Um, a window of two or three hours is fine. But, uh-huh. um, you know, if you have a, like a – 32 degree night that's about six or seven hours um overnight that's that's not good what do you suppose it does to the paint um it doesn't help it cure so if you do apply the coating on um and then have a a night that's going to get chilly um your paint will probably not cure properly okay but is this generally except for those few nights when it's you know it's Pretty cold. Pretty cold. Are you doing? In other words, the question is: Are you doing exterior work this season? This this past week, Dave, we did an exterior downtown uh, building, and so it was a perfect stucco building. Um, you know, and it got up. I think one day it was in the sixties. Mm-hmm. So it just can be. You know, the temperature around here can vary so much throughout the winter that we have to continue to work outside because there's a demand for it. And I should say that we need to mention all the places you will paint. I mean. Will you paint everything that's got paint on it in my house? Uh, we will coat everything that you have paint on. Okay. Do you do a deck? 
We'll do a deck. You think you'd do a fence? We'll do a fence. Okay. We'll do a concrete stoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to drag you out to drag you out to STEM to do a concrete stoop. We'll do it. Just the, all right. Oh, we're ready. Some people say, you know, no job bigger, sto- bigger, you know, too big or too small. It's only a two-step stoop. We'll take so, care of you, Dave. We'll take care of it? Yeah, right. we'll take care well, of it. Well, that's good. That's all the work I have for him. I don't know. That's <laughs> half a day to get that's to it. <laughs> Joel Worsham, Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Now, your company is an HVAC That's correct. company. Yes. So if somebody has a question about that thermostat, or the heat kicking on, or the heat not doing what it's supposed to be. You'll take that question? Sure. All right. But you're here to talk about something else. Well, I do the generator side of the company, but All right. uh, we definitely do uh, do uh, interact together with the air conditioning so we can do what we can do to help. You, you need a generator if you want your air conditioning to be working during a power outage. <laughs> yeah. So. Or your heat or during your the heat. winter. Time. That's yeah. pretty important. That's you right. know, I... I Honestly, I've been around long enough. I didn't get raised in this area, but um, I was here for the terrible storm. I don't know how long ago it was, but it was a winter storm, ice storm. And I remember seeing people on TV cooking their food outside, (laughs) okay? And it, it didn't occur to me, as somebody who lived in a different region, my God, they had no heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They yeah. might have had a fireplace. Yeah. You know, the gas fireplace. But even that, that's a little thing. Yeah. Okay. You can lose your heat for a week. And that's what it was. I don't know. We got we got about 20 inches of snow or something. I mean, what? it happened to us in Garner a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up having to back a truck up with a generator to hook it up to the house for a few days because the power in the area in, in, in Garner um, uh, was out. So. It can come out of nowhere, Absolutely. And, it, and it did for everybody there. The Target was out. The gas stations were out. Everybody mm-hmm. in the area was shut down. And yeah, If you got a portable generator, how are you going to get the gas if the gas station up the street's closed because it has no power on exactly. it? Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> a tough call. Yeah. And, and Joel, you, when we say generators, right. we're not talking about portable generators. No, we're talking about uh, full stationary, full whole home standby generators. And where know. do they go? Do they go in the garage? Do they go outside? Oh, they're they... definitely going to go outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going to be outside on a permanent uh, permanent fixed position, a slab or some type of pad. Uh, you know, the, now the location is going to be what's code compliant, what's safe, and what's convenient for the customer. I mean, you know, um, one of the things that I have found is a lot of companies will just go out there and, and put it where it's most convenient for them or yeah. inexpensive for the customer, yeah. right? And <clears throat> That's fine when you're standing there and it's a nice sunny day and it's it's outside and it's pretty and the birds are chirping. Sure. But when it's 2 a.m. in the morning and you lose power and you hear that generator fire up and you all of a sudden come out of bed, you're like, who put that thing right outside my bedroom wall? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not right. very convenient. So we take that in consideration. And we're going to talk about what's an ideal location. What's the generator going to sound like? How can we relate that to the customer so they can understand Let's talk about you may be saving XYZ here, but right. for a little bit of more money, we could put that generator out there towards your outbuilding. Right. And you'll never, ever hear it. You I, know? I do have a question. What does a generator sound like if it's the kind of version that you would put maybe in an encasement and yeah. possibly have yeah. it on the rear of a house and, and it would be next to it? You know, A, just... a good, a good uh, thing to kind of compare it to is <clears> – <throat> 
you know, you hear these landscaper companies that have these big industrial, sure. uh, heavy-duty lawnmowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're not quite as loud as the uh, Sears Craftsman lawnmower that you, you get on a Saturday afternoon at the store. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got a little bit of a rumble to it. It's, right. it's, that's a good comparison. Right. If, you know, so so it's, not, it's not pitching. It's not real pitchy. Right. But it's, it, you're going to hear it. <laughs> but it's not like overwhelming, right? You know, it's and, not that whistling noise that right. you hear from the blower sometimes, yeah. where you're like, "Oh, it's not the one yeah. I wanted." <laughs> and, it, and, it, and of course, that's going to vary. Right. That's, that's going to vary from manufacturer to manufacturer of the pitchy. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, different ones, uh, different name brands are going to have a little more of a, a rumble, a more heavier sound. Right. I, and then some manufacturers are going to have a little of a lightweight sound, and that goes back to what the material is made of that that engine's made of, okay. uh, and that's important. Uh, because what may be popular may not necessarily be the best, and what may be the unknown may be the best, or what manifest you know. So right. you, you got to be careful, understand what the material it's made out of, where it's made from, and and how it's assembled, and where it's assembled, and what's the what's the strength of it, and the sound of it, and all those are good factors to listen to when you're at a customer's house. You know what's really unique is is hearing different people's perspectives that have had whole home generators before right. a lot of northerners okay a lot of people from new york and detroit chicago jersey okay mm-hmm. wisconsin right they've been in some major storms and lost electricity over the years you talk to a lot of northerners most of them will tell you oh i won't own a house without a whole home generator wow. that's yeah. right i nice. can't tell you how many times that wow. has saved us well, in a major right. storm now we might not get that type of weather <laughs> like a lot of the northerners yeah. But we do get the hurricane. And the peace yeah. of mind is fantastic. It, it is. Yeah. Knowing that you're not going to lose everything in the refrigerator. That's right. That's you're right. going to have your heating and cooling yeah. that and you, your Internet. Well, yeah, that's a good point. You you just brought up, uh, you know, we're here in the in the uh, uh, Research Triangle Park, which is a big commuter area from people that are retiring jobs yeah. that are moving to this area that are from the western Pennsylvania, western New York area. That's right. And let me tell you, he's exactly right. If you've never been up there and you go up there, every place that has a place is has normal. a generator on it, uh-huh. and and they 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 want that here. You know, oh, I, I had I, this is my third one. I couldn't tell you how many customers we've mm-hmm. had that wow. they already know about the generators, what they want, where they want it, because they've had it at an existing location really? up north. In That's Pen- right. Yeah. Wow. So the Carolinas, the, just to give you a a little bit of where we're at in the generator market. You know, generators have been really super, super popular in the western Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, yeah. Midwest. If you are in the generator business and you've been doing this for years, you're in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay? Really? So that that's where those products are just, just flourish. They've been there for 20, 30, 40 years. Okay? Is it because of what? Because It's because of their weather and their infrastructure yeah. of their power system, but mainly about the weather. But now the south – uh, yeah, it's the second largest market. I mean, the okay? hurricanes are. Hurricanes. It's because of the hurricanes, and and the, I tell you, look at Louisiana this past year. Three yeah. in a row. Yep, three in a row. They right. couldn't get them fast enough. I mean, right. That's that's <laughs> so, a, that's that's a story in itself. That's right. So you, the southeast of the United States is the second largest generator market. Carolinas, uh, yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina, we're in the top five. And I want everybody on their commute around the area this week to take a look at the trees that are right about to fall. I've never seen that in my life. Yeah. (laughs) We have more trees right about to knock down power lines than I've ever seen. Well, you know, we... 
We talked about something earlier at the beginning of the show about when to paint. Yeah. And he, he brought up a very good point about, you know, when we were kids, we, we did have the 18-inch snowfall. We yeah. had the we had the true winter when it was you know December through March it was in the 30s and every, but right. what we see now is we got a boatload of rain yeah mm-hmm. and when we have that much saturation in the soil and mm-hmm. we got the trees that you're seeing yes we're going to have the trees falling and 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 the limbs falling and everything else and that that power line's going to go down it's going to be a problem at some point in time and it's usually at Six o'clock at night when trying to get dinner cooked. I mean, we, we all have homeowners insurance. Yes, we all have homeowners insurance. Yes, right. That's to protect you in the event of a catastrophe. Right. That's what these generators are. They're insurance. This is your insurance policy okay. that makes sure that you're going to yes. be alive and awake during a major storm. You're going to have right. all of your power, everything you need. You're going to have that septic pump grinder. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to have important. that you're going to have that cross space pump, that sump pump. Uh, I, I can tell right. you of customers that have thirty, forty thousand dollars worth of damage because the the sump pump which just, was installed. Which was installed incorrectly was oh, correctly sure. installed. But right. had no power. But had no power and we had so much rain this past flooded the crawl. Flooded the cross space. Yep. See it all the time. That is it's pennies on the dollar. Really honestly it is all compared right. to what that damage would be. We're going to talk more about these generators, and we're talking about the fact that you're not going to just – you're not showing up for the first appointment with a generator in the back of your truck and saying, yeah, this is the one we sell. Right? I wish it was that easy. The floor model. <laughs> this is the give floor you, model. Give yeah. you a great deal. It's already put together. <laughs> and we know exactly how much electricity you need. Yeah. You know, you're you're not going to do that. That's, that's coming up on this show. And what I want to do is challenge everybody to ask Brian – a question because uh, Brian's here from Finch Quality Painting, and the next caller. Now you got to ask Brian a question, okay? Because I'm having a hard time, Brian. I got to admit, I'm having a hard time coming up with paint questions. Oh, I have I, so I got many. One. I've I got have so great, many paint I have questions. Tons. All right, yeah. you go. All right, yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, Joel. You just won a twenty-five dollar <laughs> gift certificate to High Park yeah. Bar and Grill. Okay. Place for lunch and dinner. See, this is the this is the great thing. I make I make Brian happy. I make Joel happy. There you this go. is what we do. <laughs> We're um, here for you, Dave. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> let's open it up to listeners first at 919-860-9783. Call and caller one. Got to have a great question for Brian Finch from Finch Quality Painting. And you may want to also, while you're here, ask Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling or Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier a specific question on making your home great. You know, we say that making your home great is always, always promote the show. These guys are talking. They don't even realize we're on the air. 919-860-9783. Call the number. Joel, can we break you away from uh, Brock? Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. There, It's not a problem. I didn't get the cue. Um, <laughs> and Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Dave Alexander, radio station. Uh, Brian, I, I, the, we were talking off the air. It was a good conversation. That you know, there's you find a lot of people who can paint, okay, or they say so, right? But finding a good painter, one that won't get the carpet messed up, right? Dave, yeah. So there are things called drop cloths. Yes, we use those. We use paper, walking paper. We yes. try to. We, there's a lot of preparatory work that does go into a painting project, and I think behind the scenes, you know, um, I know a lot of DIYers kind of are watching these um, these home uh, 
shows. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I think it kind of I hate to say paints a, a broad picture of of what we do or what everyone does in the in the building industry, but I think you know, in thirty or forty-five minutes or an hour, it's tough to show the time and and all the behind the scenes kind of that goes into the painting process, or even the building process, or or any of the HVAC process, or um, you know, any of that kind of stuff. It so. has a lot to do with the type of material too that separates what I call the men from the boy type painters. You know, using yeah. the right product and the right application, right? Product knowledge is is is, is invaluable. Right. Um, if you don't know your products, uh, if you don't have the knowledge of, you know, most of the manufacturers out there, so you've got to have just multiple manufacturer product knowledge and so that's kind of crossing over different boards and then you're you've got to have the product knowledge of oils and latexes and How many times have you had customers say, oh, that's oil trim, just put latex right over that." Yeah, you, you so, just brush it yeah, on. It's already so, so you don't you, have to primer. You can't really. You have to go on your own. <laughs> you know, you kind of have to visualize everything uh, in person, so yeah. to speak. So you have to kind of t- make sure everything's um, above board before you kind of enter into that phase of things. So the deal is, you can't put one on top of the other unless you've really looked at it. Yeah, you've got to do a lot of sanding when you have oil. So if you right. have an oil-based coat and it's an older house, um, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll actually. Um, we will not really guess, but we'll just assume that it's oil. Right. And then we'll go ahead and we'll actually sand it and then we'll oil prime seal it just to mm-hmm. kind of seal it back. Right. And then we'll sand it again. And that, that actually allows some adhesion properties for us. And so in that way, um, we can go forward with the latex or an oil. And very labor intensive. It is very labor very intensive. Labor and intensive. then there's a new product out there that's, um, it's a, it's a modified oil, and so that's another product that's not really new. It's about six, seven years on the market, but it's newer to most DIY, uh, DIY do-it-yourselfers. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm having to do the acronym in my head. Let um, me, <laughs> it's okay. Let me, let me tell you what's crazy. So, yeah. I, you know, we all do home visits. We go out. We view properties. Yeah. We, we try to determine what's the best option. So I get in a lot of conversations with homeowners about other projects they're doing around the house. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't do roofing anymore, but I love talking to my customers about the new roof they just had put on sure. is a good example. I cannot tell you how often I go over to a property and they, they tell me the horror stories that they're getting with the painter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm having really? the – oh, they, they painted this room and I paid them this much money and look at this. This paint's over here and the paint on the wall is on the trim. They didn't yep. tape it properly. Tape. Tape, tape. Okay, that's how I judge good painters. Yeah, is the lines. Yes, right. Absolutely. If if they're taping everything properly, everything should look real nice. If they're not, you're going to get mismatched paint on areas that you didn't want. So, finding the right painter is very important. You don't want to do this again. How many houses have we gone to? We look at the baseboard. And we immediately make the decision that whoever painted the wall yeah. and or the baseboard same color did n- no. They just did. There should be a clean line, shouldn't there? Yeah, it, there should be. <laughs> it shouldn't be like uh, your child uh, coloring inside the lines most of the time, but then sometimes outside the line, well, and then inside the line again. When you when you when you go to a customer's house, and you're looking at the walls, and what, the, there's different types of technique, right? There's there's uh, what, just brushing and rolling, and then there's what called spray and back roll, and what what's the difference and significance about that? Yes, that's a good question. So the spray and back roll a lot of times will come in play when you have pretty much an, not saying empty house, but it could be a shell of sorts of a house when right. you're kind of building in the building process before you have your actual furniture because. If once you have all your furniture and your carpets and all your floor uh, finishes done and completed, 
Um, the spray and back roll could be an option. It's just going to be a little bit more expensive with some of the preparatory work because you're going to have to cover all the stuff with plastic and paper. All right. I've got Bill in Raleigh on line one. Bill, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing really great. Hey, Good. Uh, I appreciate you, gentlemen, but I have a couple of quick questions for Joel. I think he can answer. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. I got a brand new house. Love it. Uh, uh, bought a, a, a 20 by 12 outbuilding. And uh, uh, the outbuilding and the garage get incredibly hot in the summer. Right. What can I do about that? Well, there's a, a couple of different type of systems that you can do there, but typically one of our most popular situations that you want to do in that is what we call a mini split. Yep, or, I agree. Yeah, you can, you know, the Mitsubishi. That, you, yep. yeah, a little Mitsubishi or a Daikin or I'm doing the Fujitsu. same thing. Yeah. Same thing in my garage. Make, turn turn your garage into your man cave. That's or, right. Uh, it's an independent, of course, your, your HVAC system has to be, uh, if when it has a uh, any area that uh, has a, uh, a gas can consumption type mm-hmm. engine or anything that we have to keep that separate from allowing that to be recycled in the hair and, uh, into right. the home and so all right bill sure. can you ha- bill can you hang on just a moment bill yeah, and jo- glad to. all right That's good you hold now. on joel's gonna finish that i know that brian's gonna ask you whether that outbuilding is painted because if it's not <laughs> we can set you up right here and brock might be able to insulate it that's coming up on making your home great This is Making Your Home Great. In studio today, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Got a generator question? He's the guy today. You can just you just ask him. He'll tell you stuff about it. Bill in Raleigh has got this outbuilding. Now, Bill, join us again. you got this outbuilding, and it gets too hot in there, and we're talking about a... What is it? A split? mini split. A mini, mini split. split. Yeah, yeah. What is a mini split? Uh, 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 mini split air conditioning and the you know yeah the mini, you know, yeah it does the heat does uh, it's a heat pump technology That's right. uh, it's it's the popular craze right now it's going to save you a lot of money on your energy consumption now uh, it's oh. heating and air conditioning yes. That's and right. mm-hmm. d- he's got this outbuilding yep. Bill is it insulated? No, it is not. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we've we've talked about this on the show before. Insulation and HVAC go hand, hand in hand. hand. Yeah. If you have one but you don't have the other, it is just flat out not going to work. That's right. Uh, so, what I would entertain um, is just have a bunch of customer or companies come yeah. out and get you bids uh, to do the insulation and and to do the, the the HVAC. I agree with Joel completely. I'm I'm a huge fan of the mini splits. Like yeah. I said, my wife and I are having one put in our uh, guest house, the apartment across the way. Uh, so they work very well. They have great warranties with these things. Yeah. And they're, what, half? Oh, yeah. Probably half of what you would spend to yeah. do central HVAC. Least, yeah. And just the energy consumption alone. That's right. And, and, and the savings that you'll have from when you install them. I mean, you're going to get uh, – the balance on it is, is going to be half of what a typical does, HVAC. And you can compartmentalize those as well, mm-hmm. can't you? Yeah, like oh, yeah. Have, yeah. Um, so you can have them now where they're multi-head, right. where there's three or four, or even like our building at our office, I think we have like eight on one system. Oh, wow. uh, so wow. each each room has their own thermostat. So uh, that's definitely the, the way to go. Um, but I will tell you on that, on, it, it is hand-in-hand. It, don't waste your money and just put one in unless you – 
get it insulated because right. it's just going to not work. Bill, Bill, hang on. You have just won a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner, daily food and drink specials with fried chicken, prime rib, and the $6 burger on Fridays. Indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Thank you very much. Love High Park. All right, great. Thanks, Take Bill. care, Bill. Take care, Bill. Take Shirley care, Bill. joins us on Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Hi, Shirley. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Welcome yeah, to the um, show. I actually do have a heat pump question. Go ahead. We recently bought a house in 1963, mm-hmm. and uh, I know at one point it sounds like the heat pump is grinding like it's going to explode, mm-hmm. and I realized it was probably just defrosting itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, how many years does the heat pump actually last? Mm. Well, if you have it maintained and and uh, on a regular program, and your duct works up to date and sealed, uh, you can typically get about ten to twelve years on a heat pump. That's right. Um, typically, on a gas furnace AC, it's going to be a little higher, around the fifteen year mark. Um, right. You know, the gas furnace in my house lasted 22 years uh, before the AC finally let go, and I had to replace both of them. But it's going to depend on the uh, load that we have on the house now. Mm-hmm. You know, just like everything else in this world, things aren't as made with the true heavier metal that they that used, they to, used be. to be. That's right. <laughs> and so uh, not that things are made cheaper. That's just a little lighter weight in the metal, and that makes a big difference. Um, on the longevity of the pieces of equipment, the environment that the equipment's sitting in, and the environment that the equipment is trying to maintain. Duck work is hand-in-hand. Hand, you know, the actual duct work in your crawl space or in your attic go hand-in-hand hand with the with the insulation value as well as in the house. Mm-hmm. If it's leaking, um, you know, you're you're wasting a lot of money and, and time of runtime on that air conditioning. It's Going through your crawl space. And potential and, rust yeah, uh, would, right. would come with that, which would obviously right. yeah. decrease and, the life expectancy. And typically, you know, average, you, you would kind of want your duct system replaced within that 12 to 15-year mark, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, because of, of dander and dust and bacteria or whatever kind of growth that can get in there. Uh, the duct systems now um, are, are the insulations now on the outside and versus having the wrap on the inside like it used to be. Uh, so you don't have that uh, ability for contaminants to attach to it and grow. Uh, so yeah. uh, it's just it's it's better to have a, a comfort advisor to to come out, take a look at that, and they can they can pretty much advise you what is going on and when is it time to start thinking of that investment in that HVAC system. These maintenance plans are so. Hello there. Yes. I'm yeah. So, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was still on. Is there any way to look at the unit and find out how old it is? Yes. Model number and serial number will give you the age, the date, the week that it was made. Okay, because we recently bought the house like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and they replaced half the ductwork under the crawl space. Yes. And for a three-bedroom brick house, our bill for last month for Duke Energy was only like $150. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not bad. Square foot. it's not bad. No, I mean, not yeah. keeping the thermostat around 70 or 71. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like we've said on the show, there yeah. what your utility bill is going to be uh, a, a, a plethora of of combinations: the windows, yeah. the insulation, the age of the HVAC, cracks, you know, in, your, cracks in your hardwood cracks floor, cracks in the hardwood floor. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, and, uh, a lot of variables. In, lot of in my house, in my house, it depends on who has pushed the button last. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'll tell you, I'll put it to you like this: my house, we keep our thermostat on sixty four. 
Wow. Really? Wow. Okay. Brutal. My, my, my gas bill for this month was $66. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And, that, and that's a two-story house. That's where I want it. Look at you. Unbelievable. I'd rather, you know, but we just, you know, some people keep their house at 70 and 72, but our, our family's comfortable at 64. All right. Wow. Like Shirley, thank you very much. Thank you, Shirley. Well, thank you for answering the questions. We appreciate it. Have a good All day. Right. Take care. In studio, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Now we plan to talk about generators, but we haven't gotten back around to generators in a couple of minutes. We'll get to you. And Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. Talk to me, Brian, about uh, you know um, homeowners doing their own painting and expecting that their hardy plank is just going to look brand new. It's just going to look perfect. <laughs> I mean, you can't really cover up everything. Right, that, that's a good point. So we we do see houses that need a full hardy plank, possibly a replacement, and that and that's something that um, you know it's tough to kind of you know think about. Uh, and as a homeowner, you, you don't ever want to think you have to replace all your siding or right. or you know. But the painter, um, we can do patchwork. We can do things like replace little little things here and there, and we can make things look better, like in that value of a smaller kind of patch. But right. when you have all of your siding basically ninety to one hundred percent of your siding that's either um, kind of hollowed out because of the age of it yeah. and it's starting to kind of really um, alligator out and it's just flaking off. It's basically yeah. deteriorating is what it's doing. Um, and so with that being said, a lot of times we do have to replace it and then go from there. You know, once you take that siding off, what do you have behind the siding? Um, those are some questions that you all have to, um, you know, everybody has to ask themselves if – you know, what do I do? I want to see what's behind the siding, and if so, do I, am I prepared to um, go forward with it? And that's where the rot could be, um, and there could be some replacement of some plywood and some um, and putting some shrink wrap on the house. And we keep hearing, usually from Brock, about you know somebody whose houses, you know, the the wood is deteriorated near the soffit or near the drain pipe or what, what you know, and. And that's pretty normal. That's 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 pretty normal. You see that a yeah, lot. Yeah, but can I protect? Can I protect that by painting more often? You can. So you can keep up, and and the the house will kind of speak to you. You'll start seeing um, the paint thin over time. Yeah. Um, you'll start seeing um, evidence of, of of the paint deteriorating over time, and so that will kind of, you know, give you some um, factors of, or give you some kind of. Sense of urgency, I guess, as the paint yeah. does kind of go thin over time. And you'll see, you know, the where the sun hits your house, however the sun may face or uh, your house faces. That's, really? Um, you'll see those sides first going. All right. I've got Ronnie on line three. Ronnie, welcome to the program. You're on Making Your Home Great. Hi. Uh, I have a garage that I want to put a mini split in my garage. Yes. But I want to know about insulating the door. And the walls are sheetrock, and two of the walls have insulation in them because they're attached to the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The big door of the garage is on, and the other one are already sheetrock. So I want to talk about insulating those and part of the attic above. That is a great question. So that is – I have customers all the time that are, are calling us out that want to – do HVAC in their garage, they want to insulate it because that's their new man cave. And one of the biggest concerns they typically voice is, well, what kind of seal am I really getting on this garage if I have a traditional garage door? Right. Um, Not much. Not much, (laughs) yeah. That's Uh, a good question. I'm I'm all ears on that one. Even even the insulated doors, you can buy these insulated uh, garage doors now that have foam inserts in the door. Well, Ah. that's great. That is for direct sun contact. However, that does not 
answer the question about all the air gaps you see around mm-hmm. the door. Yeah. The door cannot sit flush. Otherwise, it wouldn't open. So there's always going to be an area of air to get in. Um, the best way to try to counter that, uh, to address your point, the two walls that you're referring to that are insulated are called interior-facing walls, and those have to be insulated per code. Yeah. The outside walls of the garage do not. So right. most builders do not insulate those walls. Um, there's a few options. You can tear down the drywall and put a whole bunch of batted insulation back up there, re-drywall, tape bed, texture, paint. Uh, Brian can attest to how much goes into that. Um, there's another option. There's a white-facing radiant barrier product that we have been using for many years. Most customers like using that product in their garage. Uh, it's a reflective insulation, so it's yeah. not going to allow heat to pass through it. So if you're trying to keep heat from getting in or if you're running a mini split in there, you're trying to keep heat from getting out. Right. Uh, it's very effective and efficient. But it's white, so it blends in a lot more than a big silver wall, for yeah. example, with your traditional radiant barrier. It's much cheaper. Obviously, you won't need to tear down the drywall. Uh, the mini split... As long as you have the area insulated well, it should retain about 80 to 85% of that heat. Uh, Unfortunately, there's not much that you're going to be able to do to your garage door short of pulling it out of there and doing some sort of barn door system. And at that point, it's just so exorbitantly expensive, it's probably not worth worth doing it. Right. Um, That's a great question. It's just that's the truth of it. If you have a garage door, you're going to have air leaks. Uh, the only thing you can do is try to put as much insulation in there as you can. Are those barn doors, are those pretty insulated as far as how, how thick you get them? Or what's the – how do you, how do you so gauge that? There's, there's a few different ways. Uh, the ones that I'm familiar with actually, believe it or not, have a form of weather stripping attached to the door itself. Right. So it, it's still not air sealed, yeah. but it's substantially better than your traditional – uh, door, but it's also really expensive. Yeah, right. um, and those are usually custom-made doors. Typically, and, yep, they have yeah. to come out, take okay. measurements, put right. up the weather stripping. So there's a lot involved in it. Okay. Yeah, Ronnie, thank you. Well, another question now: my garage door is not insulated, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put insulation on, on the uh, metal voids in there. What would you recommend I put in there? Uh, so you could either do foam inserts or you could do a product referred to as crawl barrier, which is a radiant barrier product that appears that it has like a bubble wrap uh, in between mm-hmm. the two layers. That is a, a product designed directly, uh, excuse me, to apply directly to metal. Uh, normally when we insulate doors, we use self-tapping screws, drill them into the inner lip, and then cut the seam. So when the door opens and separates per panel, each panel separates uh, uh, with the door. doesn't pull the insulation down. Normally, you're going to run somewhere between $250 and $350 to have something like that done, just as a heads up. Okay, and what about the white, what did you call it, white reflective barrier to put on the wall? Yes, sir. Um, uh, that, so is that like a thin material? You, you just it is. Keep it to the wall? It is. It's actually about as thin as heavy-duty construction paper, but you need wow. a box cutter knife to get through it. Yeah. Uh, you can't tear it. Wow. I love watching these big muscle heads at the home What's shows. What's it made out to, of? Uh, well, it has extruded polymer and it has a okay. scrim. Okay. So it, it's wow. very difficult to get through. You need a box cutter knife. Uh, but it's a long-term Long-term solution. Sure. I can show you guys some photos here. And if we can ever put any of these photos on our, our website here, okay. uh, our, our customers and our listeners can go check those out as well. All right. Take care of yourself, so Ronnie. Thank this you. product going on the wall, you, is it, is it, could it be something a do-it-yourselfer could do, or would I need a contractor to do it? Uh, it's actually something that you could do yourself. Uh, it's tedious. You want to make sure it's completely flat so you don't have any waves in the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is something that you could try on your own. Yes, sir. 
How do you adhere it to the wall? Is it staple or adhesive? Uh, normally I use a, a 5 8 or a 3 8 staple, and you're going to want to use tape to tape up all the seams. Okay. Thank you for your help. Thank you hey, for the Ronnie. call. Have a good one. Take all care, right, next, next phone call here. Question for Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting or Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Call right now at 919-860-9783 for a $25 gift certificate to High Park Barn Grill on making your home great. Okay, new plan for the next time you guys are here. we got Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. What we're going to do is we're going to have the previous program play all the commercials which would ordinarily air during this program. And then I'm going to pretend that we've taken a commercial. <laughs> I like that. Because the phone, because the two people, three people conversations going on during the commercials are just as good oh, yeah. as the show. Okay. <laughs> These guys are talking. I, when I say shop, they're shop. talking shop, they're yeah. talking shop. Yeah. By the way, our telephone number is 919-860-9783. If you've got a painting or HVAC or generator question, please... Talk to us. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Okay, so I need a whole house generator. I want one. I have Mm -hmm. generator envy. Yes. You don't know how I use electricity, do you? You you don't (laughs) naturally know just with a 1,200, 1,300-square-foot house. Well, I mean, not really, but I I have a good idea. Now the thing is I need to come out and ask you uh, a few few questions to kind of get an idea of what, what is really important to you and what is the priority of what we're looking for for this generator? And right. is your last name Griswold? <laughs> yeah. if, if it is, no, we're going to need yeah. a big generator. I want to lose power and still have my Christmas lights. <laughs> well, then that's going to put you in a different type of category. Now, <laughs> the Griswold and, category. and a different price point. You know, that's the that's the thing. We're going to give you the options to yeah. where you can we can say okay. I want to live my life as if I never had an inconvenience whatsoever. That's what I want. And wow. then there's also, you know, I can do without this, but I really want my air conditioning. Or most importantly is i got a family of four, and I've got two deep freezers in the garage, and I've Amen. got a, fa- a, 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 you know, a well pump, and, you know, I've got four babies here. And right. I, I don't need to lose $2,000 worth of groceries. I mean, that's right. You know, so that that's a that's a that's an inconvenience to that customer when that happens. So we look at that. Um, n- most of the time, we're going to uh, prioritize mm-hmm. the heavy appliances. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be drying clothes. I'm I'm not you know I'm not going to be without power for weeks and weeks where right. laundry is going to be a big major issue. So I, I may steal that power from that dryer and use it to power up that uh, forty gallon water heater. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and so, and, and it might be a kind of thing where well, you know you're just you're going without, but uh, isn't there also a sort of thing where you know, all right, guys, don't run the hair dryer while I got the stove on. Now, nah. can I go? No, we're gonna we're gonna make sure you can run that hair dryer, run oh, that really? internet. We're gonna give you all the okay. full functionality of you your home. You can be blow drying your hair yeah. while cooking. <laughs> wow, we, we got yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Yeah, you, know, you guys say so. Paul and Raleigh just joined us. Hi, Paul. What's going on? Hey, you guys. How you doing today? So far, so good. What's up? Uh, well, I got a neighbor that's got a, a Generac generator, and I think it probably costs somewhere in the around it, it fifteen twenty thousand dollars. 
Mm. And oh, it's really quiet, and mm-hmm. uh, but he's uh, a part of the maintenance of it is that it has to be cut on. Uh, I think once a week. Is that right? That's right. Wow. Ten minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Generac is usually every other week. Is, is, you know, when it does, when power does go out, is that does that power every single thing in the house, or does he have to choose specific things for it to? Uh, incorporate well what we do is we go out there and we try to give you everything in the house that we possibly can obviously depending on the size of the home and the electrical load uh, factors that are there uh, makes us or we have to change our game plan so to speak and prioritize the first floor heat pump system versus the second floor running at the same time, or we prioritize the cooking uh, versus the second floor air conditioning at the same time. So typically the generators that we are putting in, um, we listen to the customers and we we size the generator that allows us to uh, meet code standards and, and, and also give what the customer wants. And it's going to be able to uh, to run everything in your home that we possibly can. Yeah, you know, you got to understand when these a lot of these customers that call in looking for generators, they're they're in classes. It's either I want this to run everything on my property. Well, yeah. that's this is what's gonna that's gonna right. cost you. It, I mean, yeah, I just want it to run HVAC in the refrigerator. Okay, okay. well, this is what it's gonna cost you, yeah. and so forth. Okay, yeah, sounds good. I got, you. I got one more que- a painting question. Good. Uh, go ahead. And, oh gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> we got a painter here. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you do. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, so, with everything that's been going on, I know that uh, you know money's been tight for everybody, and uh, you know I foresee people kind of when spring hits, I foresee uh, that that people are going to get out and start doing you know home repairs and painting and i'm my my thought is going towards the stock market all right it, it, all right paul there. paul yeah. brian finch of finch quality painting can answer any questions you want about drywall repair or painting or some stock questions not many <laughs> we're not going to the stock market. I, i've got a few stock picks of my own that i've what? done recently but they're not going to be really that performing until probably october of next year <laughs> <laughs> all right paul go ahead tell us what's your question well i was just wondering is, is, would that be do you think that the volume is going to pick it, up? it is correlated with the stock market i will say i'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you paul um i feel like i knew no, where no, you're no, going with fine. that I, I was just thinking that you know it, it would be a good time to get into one and who is the who would be the best it, i mean all i know oh you're talking about a manufacturer oh so um that's a very good question and obviously sherman williams is always a great I love, stock. Sher- I love, love sherman williams, williams. Their, their stock's been growing rap you know growing over the years you know um since we've been in business we've had a sherman williams sales rep that works with us hand in hand <laughs> and so um he discusses sometimes um the perks about being an employee for sherman williams and i um, sometimes listen to those perks and it's just uh it yeah. amazes me that i sometimes yeah. get perk envy <laughs> really? Yeah, they're, they're a good all-around company. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. All yeah. Right. They take care of their employees. Yeah. I'm not sure that's going to affect the the stock price, but you know, we hope it does in their favor. I'm yeah. all, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. And you know, you can help us out in that regard, Paul, because you could call Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting 
Do we still have a High Park gift certificate for Paul? Yeah, we do. You've won a $25 (laughs) gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials. Thank you, Brian. I didn't mean to segue into that, day. How do I get in touch with Brian Finch? (laughs) All right, Brian, what's your number? (laughs) Oh, uh, phone number is 919-609-7759, and that is my personal cell phone number. Nice. All right. How are we going to get in touch with you, Joel? Well, you can call Comfort First Heating and Cooling at 919-777-1777. And lunch and dinner with daily food specials and drink specials, <laughs> including prime rib, uh, the $6 burger on Fridays. I had to finish the, you the live read. Hey, Paul, Paul's a win. Paul won the gift yeah, certificate. Yeah, congratulations, Good Paul. job, Paul. Indoor and outdoor seating and everything. Brock Evans of Triangle Radiant Barrier. How do we get in touch with Brock? You listen every Saturday on AM 680, WPTF. Good question, Dave. That's a great question. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF.